Yudches, chapter Yudches, and to remind you that this was now the end of the rebellion of, of Ashram. Ashram had rebelled against his father. We therefore end up with a civil war. Rave Kali's father followed Avshalom on the basis that he seemed to be young and he was attractive and had charisma as we saw that he was he also was going of the lave he showed himself to be a member of the public and everybody liked him and David had to run away from 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 Avshalom's army and there was this this war now in the in the where David's army won and Ashram himself was caught up in a tree and had been killed in the tree can I go back onto those two points and say something which I'm not sure I mentioned clearly enough previously this was a very funny war normally wars are fought or the best war the the most justified war is a war of self-defense somebody comes to attack you, you you fight to defend yourself to defend your country that's in Halach is called a Mulchemes Mitzvah. God makes it clear. The Goyim come to attack Yidon, then it's a Mulchemes Mitzvah to, 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 to defend yourselves. Then it could be even to, to take over the lands which were given to us by Kodesh Baruch, who is also Mulchemes Mitzvah, the original lands. <coughs> that's, also, that's a war of a country against another country. We guess about the Goyim as well. My country, I fight for my country, whatever. Hopefully your country's in the right. <laughs> but they, they may not be but whatever it is it's a war for the country then you get sometimes you, you fight a war for religion like we would have to kill a monarch if we knew who they were you find these other countries where you Muslims or whatever if they honestly believe that they're fighting if they I don't know how many do, do honestly believe but maybe some of them actually believe they're doing a mitzvah to spread their religion so that's also you can understand how you get involved in this but this is a madness it's an absolute madness this is not a fight between the between even Yehuda against the other Shvatim. This is an internal fight within Yehuda, which all Kalisal are now going for. Where who should be the king, father or son? It's a madness. Is it? People being killed for what? To decide who is going to be the king. And I think that that's why I should have pointed that out. That that's probably why David's side won against these enormous odds. As you remember, the whole advice of Hushi Ho'alki had been that, um, with the bad advice, because he was a friend of Dominion, that he gave bad advice to Avshalom, collect together a whole massive army, and then go against David. So we know, we do know that David had at least, sorry, Alofi, sorry, sorry, Meus. So he certainly had thousands of people on his side, as perhaps a rem, as a suggestion, he had 10,000. But certainly he was out, not massively outnumbered. Why did he win? Well, I can think of a few reasons. Of course, one of good reason is the Avish to decide he should win. <laughs> I mean, and we saw that 20,000 who died, there's a comment about Rabbagul of Adat, which one it was, that was an English for them for fighting against Marcus Beethoven. So, but just looking at a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a normal military level, you've got on one side, you've got David, who's got these three generals who are experienced war generals. Yoav has been with him all the 40 years so as Am- and Amos was always a number two not Amos, the, his brother his brother who's with him had been within the general he'd been a number two general right way through and in this, this other one the third uh, force which he divided his army into with, with, uh, with the men from Gaza again he'd been obviously with him as a mercenary for some time 
then he also had being experienced soldiers they divided up their army into three but then they had battalions and they had platoons they had the hundreds and thousands they knew when they were coming together as a group as well as the options probably had no proper generals didn't have tactics so you can understand it but also there would have been a feeling on David's side we are doing the right thing because Sofkasov David was appointed by Shemuel he was the Melech HaMashiach no one had any right to make they could well have suggested to him you know you're getting on a bit you know and uh, can you hear me <laughs> you know and maybe maybe yeah. it's about time for your son to t- no it'd be you <laughs> can you it's about time your son took over those sort of things yes but actual rebellion you know that is something which which uh, the, therefore we suggested there had been a six month gap although we didn't see it clearly in the Pesukim there had been a six month a six month gap when mo- many other people joined David's side because clearly he had less soldiers in the beginning than he had now and they would have ju- gone on the basis of the cause it's not a religion it's not war it's not na- nationality or, 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 or shavit but it's a cause they believe in helping the Melech HaMashiach whereas what was Afshalom's people? Did they have anything really to fight for? What were they fighting for? You know, it's rather like Mrs. Ayn Ben Peles said, told her husband, whoever's going to be the leader, you're going to be the, 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 the you know, what were they fighting for? Afshalom should be, should be king. I, I would even suggest to you that they never even thought they were going to have a battle. Because that was exactly what Hushi Hoaki had said. If we collect an enormous army, we'll just walk in. No, but, you know, you know, 100,000 on one side and five people on the other, you just go, oh, <laughs> you don't fight. It's ridiculous. So they were just assuming it'd be a walkover. And somehow now they're coming up against experienced soldiers who actually, as we saw, they went out to the battle. Dobby's army actually started <coughs> the attacking. So I can therefore understand, I think that's the, that's something which I perhaps I didn't, I didn't also point out and then we we get the uh, other issue of, of Afshalom himself that Afshalom we're not sure I'm not sure if I mentioned last time we're not sure where his bones ended up there's Machlaikas and Roshanam but it's only guesswork did he end up in this ditch that they threw his body or more than a ditch a hole in the ground which they covered over with stones contemptuously um, it's all, like, almost like you're, when a person has died who's, who's, a, who's a Russia you throw stones at his kennel mm-hmm. yeah and even if he's dead he's already dead but you throw stones at his Solka Sarone or was it and was he then taken out if he was left there if he was indeed left there what it means is that here's somebody who builds his great big Av Shalom his Yad Av Shalom sorry Yad Av Shalom somewhere Taifa Kaparas Nobody's ever, he's not buried there. There's a waste of all his, of all his efforts. But some suggest he was afterwards, maybe, reburied. We've got no indication. Whether we know the Ajaf Shalom, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I found somebody in the, in the, um, in Yalkum Yam Lawyers, who said that this is the one at the bottom of Harazesim. Well, that would be the one which we know. I'm not sure that what we call now Yad Shalom necessarily is, it would be a very old building. I mean, it would be one of the oldest buildings we've got. I mean, the Harabak, for example, the base of Migdosh, all we've got there as a building was built by Hudas. So that's what, uh, 2,200 years ago. This would have been a, a lot, a lot earlier than that. And I don't think we've got no, you've got the ruins of what is believed to be Ir David, um, in Silwan. Right? We could actually have a building lasting for so long, that would be a, a bit of a And they, I did find a reference to the idea that he actually put a hand on top of it. 
what is the function I, I don't know I'm not sure if we mentioned last week the problem of Reposic said he did it because he didn't have any children and earlier we were told he did have children I'm not sure if I mentioned that there's nothing serious on that the, the issue is either his children died in his lifetime or he saw that they were totally incapable of being um, successors to him he could be being the sort of proud person we see him to be he would have rejected his children if he didn't think that they were up to scratch instead of saying you know these are my children I will love them and care for them whoever they are right so now what happens Pause your test Ben Sodok. Now we've met him before. He was one of the two people. There was him, the son of Sodok, who was the Cain Goddle, and there was the the son of the other um, previous Cain Goddle, or parallel Cain Goddle, Evyosa, um, who were uh, these were the ones who gave the news to David about the uh, Avshalom's the puts a possibility of attacking them by night do you remember and he had a few nisim on the way so now he said Oma or no, I will go fast I've always said to get your word lots does not necessarily mean one it could simply mean with alacricity like um, when we talk about the Olam Yolts Odom the Beis HaKnesses Afil B'Shabbos when was the last time you saw that Rabbi Feldman or Rabbi Greenberg actually running through the streets or Chaim Kenieski or whatever yeah? uh, it all simply means don't dawdle don't muck around just treat it as something important just go you know you want to get to shul what, so the word rots I mean it says here by the, by the Mitzudas rots just means going fast it could be here they run but it, would be, it may have been a long journey and then they weren't necessarily mar- capable of running a marathon or maybe they did where did they actually fight was it up on Hasidim sorry where did they no we said they fought, fought in something called Yar Ephraim oh, which yeah. is something we the probable definition is on the east side of the Yarden yeah. but it wouldn't have been that far I would have thought from where Dobby would have been where I assume to be in the last place we know about him was Machanoi but I don't I, I, you're, I'll say in a moment I'm, I'm a bit confused on the geography here Anyway, so he said, let me, I, let me run. Vavaso es amelech, and I'll tell the king the news. Ki shofta Hashem miyad oivav, God has saved him from his enemy. That means judged him and judged him on, on his side. Remember, David was in Machanoyim, yeah? So, and he called it Yalifayim, but it was on the east side. Okay. Vayemel ayayav, loy ish beseo otar hayemazeh it's missing a few words and the only way you can make sense is uh, something like if you take this message now it won't be good news the server means not many news but good news bad news down the shop you will not be somebody bringing good news today bring good news another time well, there'll be another occasion when something's good bring it he's missing the word Cain and Cain is rather similar to the expression we find in the in the um, in, in, in relation to light which means because because the king's son is dead and although he'll be delighted to hear the battle is won that means his life is saved and, the, and it's a termination of this civil war but nevertheless his son's like so he's telling him 
it's a bad news. Is going to be mixture of good news and bad news. And he is looking at it from the point of view of the bad news. Why? Because if you remember, the king had said, "Don't kill." It. The, the part where I pointed out the parting words, saying to the soldiers, instead of saying like Henry the Fourth of Agincourt, also Henry, also Churchill tell, um, Shakespeare tells us, we are fighting for Claudius Swirl or fighting or whatever. All he said is, "Be, be gentle to my son Absalom." And he'd commanded everybody, the prince of everybody else, you know, the leaders in the prince of everybody else. So he was really worked up about his son, Afshalom. And that being, and Yoyov knew that Yoyov, of course, was the person who killed. He himself had personally murdered Afshalom, but he knew quite well what David's approach was going to be. David wouldn't like it. What are you asking? What are you saying, Ben Hamelach, Mace? Who, who would die? Who had died? Had died. Huh? Afshalom had died. But who is Ben Hamelach? Yeah. Oh, 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 was the king of the sons. The sons, it's king's son. Yes, that's right. Yes. So now Yoyov said to the Kushi, somebody else, you go. I'll come to you in a moment. Tell the king what you've seen. That would mean both. You've seen the battle success, and you've seen the dead Afshar. He actually prostrated himself to him. Now, first of all, who was this Cushy? Two explanations are just interesting. One is that he actually was a Cushy, which means an Ethiopian. Yeah. Yeah. So, if he was an Ethiopian, if he came to Tehran, door, how's he get here? So, one pshat is he's a he's a ger, ger tzedek. Okay. The other pshat is uh, that he was a yid who happened to have a very dark appearance, he was some smiley with a very dark appearance, so it may be that he's got a very dark appearance, they used to call him nickname Cushy yeah, not very nice, I would have thought it's not a, it's but whatever it is but um, in which case, why did he choose the Cushy rather than Achimaz, somebody has to tell the king that there's been a success in the war, and as a result of that he's going to ask him, what about my son and he's going to be told about his son I mean, why did he not want Achimaz to go, and instead he was sending the Kushi. Yeah. So I would suggest the reason is because Achimaz was a person of importance. He was the son of the king of the king Godel. He's going to become king Godel himself. It, the person who gives you bad news, you often associate with him in the back of your mind that you don't much like him, and uh, he didn't want. I'm just keep giving a suggestion that maybe that Yo was thinking it's not a good idea to to have David associating the person who may be the coming God next with with bad news and bad things. We have this general idea that good people give good news, bad people don't kind to give the bad news. So we'll see later on. So therefore, he didn't want Achimaz. Whereas the Kushi was a plain normal soldier. Does it matter? You know. So uh, and. It, the, the uh, Matsudas actually suggests what the reason why Yishtachu why did he bow down I just assume that that's they, they seem to be going around bowing down the whole time you know Avramovina sees three people bows down you know people constantly bowing down which we don't think dream of doing so it could be out of respect you're going away from the general so you bow down in this place give like, me a yeah I mean that was a covert in those days they would bow down we, uh, yeah equivalent to a salute no. but I, I did I thought I could put together two, two things, and maybe I make you know put together two and two, and make twenty-two <laughs> instead, instead of four. But um, there is another shot. They, they called him a cushy, meaning that he's a tzaddik 
like in the same way a cushy is definitely black so he was a tzaddik an absolute tzaddik in the same way we found that in relation to Tzipaira do you remember yes. the Posuk says Ki isha kushis yes. Yes, yes. and it means that, that she was as beautiful the opposite of a kushis they believe then they didn't believe in black is beautiful and or that her behavior was was, uh, was 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 it was as clear to everybody that she was a Tzalekas in the same way the clear that the Kushi is, is is black. So it may be that he was a Tzadik. How was he this man a Tzadik? He was the one, according to the Medrash, he was the one who found Avshalom stuck in the hair with his hair. And if you remember, he didn't kill Avshalom, although we understood there was a prize. Mm-hmm. We seem to ask the words. It was a price. He t- somehow he tells Yoyov, and Yoyov sa- says, and Yoyov then says, if you'd have only done it, I would have given, you, I would have given you the prize. He said, if you gave me even a thousand uh, times the prize, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have killed. So therefore, it's a good match. It's a good match. Well, in which case, me being perhaps cynical and putting two t- and two together, curse me, Yoyov has got to send the news to David. He's got to tell David. So he doesn't want to send. Um, why does he send Cushy? Because he thinks now the king will be belighted with him. He's given me bad news. So poor Cushy bows down according to the sort of thanking and being given the job of telling the king the good news. And actually, he does quite well. He's, going to be given, he's not going to be very popular in future with the king because he's giving bad news. I'll get, he's getting his back on he's getting his, uh, his uh, taking his, what's he called he's getting his own back on it that's only a suggestion he carried on so we've already seen the Kushis actually ran it was gone at the end of Pokal we've already started but then Achimaz speaks again it's a peculiar phrase by him or we haven't met it but obviously it was a phrase used it could mean something like um, it could mean something like yeah masha yeah and whatever be it could be a question of uh, it could be a translation of so what or here so what doesn't fit in very so very well but it, it fits in rather better the as, as an expression no or something like that let me run as well also after the Kushi and also I'll give the news that, you know why are you running my son notice he's calling him his son so he's taking uh, an interest because Joseph is much older than him my dear my, yes my boy somebody we feel close to yes why, what, what do you want to run for? And no, no good news will be found from you. It, it could, which will be a repetition, we said before. Another suggestion is that uh, sometimes people get rewards for giving good news, and that reward is going to be given by the other chappy because he's going to get there fast, uh, faster than you, as he's already started, and therefore you won't get the reward. One way or another, you're ever saying to him, it's not worth your while to run. Well, well, maybe he was a teenager or fairly young and didn't listen to the advice of people older and better than him. As I get older, I'm increasingly convinced that the advice of people older and better should be listened to. <laughs> but he more, 
Oh, what's, so what? Let me run. What harm does it do? So you what happens to, a, to a, an elderly person when somebody is nagging and nagging and nagging? And, oh, you <laughs> really want to go and run. You want to go and go. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not quite so. It's not a, anyway, it just, I gave you good advice. I told you not to do it. You're insisting you want to go. Okay, I can't stop you. Achimaz duly ran the way of the kicker. Vayava Esakushin he overtook. He overtook the Kushin. Either because he could run very fast, as an indication later on he could run very. He was known to be a very good runner. Maybe his route was better. I, I cannot work out the geography here. Normally we talk about the kicker. You mean the kicker Hayad in the Siyadin Valley? But if, if they were in, if David was last, in, we met him in Machanoim. So Machanoim is, is due east of the River Yarden, quite a long way. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're not going in that direction unless they had moved. He'd moved. Campany was somewhere on the Jordan Valley, but then I can't understand why where the other one was going. <laughs> I mean, why did the Cushy? Whatever it was, he, he beat him. This bit is too rushy so far. Um, you can give him good news some other time good news you can come on another occasion this time is not a good idea because the king's son has died this good news is not, is not very good news no Good, no news, good news will come from you. A matas schar, the suah matsuya hayom. There'll be no reward today. It could mean reward in the sense of financial reward given to the person who brings good news. Oh yes, good news, right? And they give people, they're encouraging people to give you news. So you, 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 you give them a, a reward. And that would not, he would not get it because the kushi would get first. Or it simply means, you won't get the, uh, the well, Bug says you won't get the uh, uh, appreciation of giving good news because it's not going to be regarded as good. But this youngster doesn't listen. I don't know if he was a teenager, he may have been 20 or whatever, but whatever, 20s or 30s, whatever he was, he doesn't listen. And he goes and he overtakes the cushion. So now we're told what happened. Posa Cafe, Vayikra Hatsofa. Sorry, David was sitting between the two gates. Now that means either they had for the fortifications two walls, each one had a gate, and therefore you had to, as it were, for an enemy, break through one gate, and then you found yourself up against another wall with another gate. Or it may be that the, the wall itself, where the gate was, consisted of two gates. One brought out and then one will brought in. That's quite. And don't forget the gate is a very dangerous, is a very vulnerable part of of, of a for the fortifications of any. And these days, in, in those days when they used to have people had to attack. And until you have got artillery, proper gunpowder and artillery, it's not so easy to bash down walls. It's a, it's a big, it's a great big job to try to do that. That they can be done, as the Lochish reliefs show you in the British Museum. You know with the it's, it's, a, it's a hard job but the gate is clearly a weak and vulnerable point because that's just 
you know, obviously people have to get in, so therefore it has to be a weak place. So therefore you might have made one gate behind the other. If you go into any of these medieval castles, you see a special protection when you come in by the gates. Um, <coughs> but one way or another, there were two gates and he was between the two. So he says to him, um, and the night, the guard, the watchman went al gakasha to the to the, the, the roof on top of the shah. Because of course, you're going to put a shah. You're going to have a walls on both sides. There will be also something on top of it. Even if everything else was not higher than that, you're going to have to put something on top of the gate so they can protect people coming to attack the gate. So there was something on top of the gate. And he's walked, he goes on top of that because that apparently is a high, is a high point. You'll we'll see later on, he may be in a building on top of it. He was on top of the building. Um, to the wall up above. He lifted up his eyes. That means that once he got to the top, he started looking around. And he saw one man is running, a man is running on his own. And this is Achimaz. So he overtook him. So the, called out by Yagilamenach and it was told he told or somebody told to the king if if it had been a defeat or something we would have get a we'd get a whole load of people coming along stragglers. There would be a number of people coming along not together in one group as a battalion or, or a platoon, but all you know, higgledy piggledy, but it would be a number of people running away from the from the enemy trying to get into the city where they'd be more safe but if it's only one person he must have news and it must be good news mm-hmm. and he was coming closer and Sofer looked as they saw sorry somebody else is running so the Sofer the, the watchman called out to the Shoyer that's the man in charge of the gate Another man is running on his own. also will be Just two people coming in, but in different directions. <laughs> yeah, they won't be. There will also be two separate messages. The first one, the way he's running, I can't see his face yet, but the way he's running is Kimutsuzakimas ben ben Solid. You know, somebody who you know well. You can often, sometimes, he, you know, sometimes even if you're the, you you can know your uh, the back the back of the person a hundred yards ahead of you, you can see their back and you know who it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Somehow you know. Oh, that's it. Uh, yeah, so in the same, yeah. they can see that is the walk it's of the gate. The gate, yes, the gate of Achimaz. Oh, he—he's a good man. He will be coming for good for good news. This idea, if he was, if they sent him, there must be this good news. Are we talking to the first or the second one? The no. first, the one who's, who's over. The first, the first one. Well, I don't know what you mean first or second, because the, the first one to be sent out was the Kushi but he has been overtaken by the second one, yeah. Achimaz, and it's Achimaz he's talking about. Yes. By Yikra Achimaz, by Yom and he comes in, he says to the king, Shalom. By Yishachu, and he and he bows down, and the up of Otzo, with his face to the ground. Suggests that some of the previous Yishachavos were not the spread eagles proper Yishachavos. By Yom and he says, Baruch Hashem Elokecha, 
Blessed be Hashem, your God, who handed over um, the, these people who were who lifted up their hands against the king. My master, the king, use the third person. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of saying you, he says Vadoni Hamelak is the third person when he talked to the king, and he starts off talking about praising the Abishta, Hashem. Yeah. Maybe even his Shishtachavo is also part of, the, of it. And he says, Elokecha, your God. We find this quite commonly when you talk to somebody who's a tzaddik, you say, your God. You, you're not prepared to say that, that you yourself have a, It's like the, the Gemara said, the, the name, Elokeyavoh, is a expression which has to be reserved to people who truly treat Hashem as their God. We, I'm all you, I'm all this. Sometimes we don't do quite what we should be doing, and therefore, it's not our God. I mean, he, he is in the sense that he's boss, that he's controlling everything, and we should be, but we don't behave as if he is always. We don't always behave as if he is our God. It's only when he spoke to, so Shaul spoke to Shmuel. He said, Elokecha, your God. And similarly here, speaking to David, he said, Elokecha, your God. He didn't say Elokeinu. As you might have expected, you would have been say Baruch Hashem Elokeinu. Yeah, he didn't. He said Elokecha. Va'yomer Hamelach Shalom. And the king said Lana Avshom. The king said Shalom to the kid, to the boy Avshom. He doesn't say Is there Hashalom? He puts it in a definite, factual way. He is relieved at this moment by, the, by seeing Akimatz, who must, who is a good man, who must be telling him good, and therefore he has takes for granted that he must be my son. Ah, Hashalom, there must be good. It must be good. He's my son, No, 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 no. You put it in terms of is my son. I'm saying the way he puts it. There's actually another gear, sir. Which some people have a gear of Hashalom, but if then it's quite interesting. He's asking. How is my son? But if you, with the gifts that we've got, Shalom, he's stating as a fact. It must be well. It must be well. If you are coming to tell me, and you've, you've given a bracha to an Abishter, my son must be alright. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. Vayomer <laughs> But nevertheless, although it was a fact, it's sometimes even statements of fact, do we expect the other person to to, to agree and say yes like you say to somebody he's a good man and you expect the other person to say yes you know Sholem Lana it did require him to reciprocate and confirm he's good and that of course gives Achimat a bit of a problem because he knows Shalom is dead so what can he do well sometimes when somebody catches you by surprise obviously Achimat had although warned by Yoav obviously he could not see how the death of the son who was a, a, a rebel son trying to kill his father making a war of Claudius soil could in any way be significant he would have thought as he was, his father was set shiver for him long ago and he was just thinking of the fact they'd all had a war and a battle and it all be successful I mean that's how he was looking at it and now he suddenly realises oh well sometimes when you realise oh you sort of stumble and get confused and whatever Sometimes you sort of mumble or whatever because you don't really want to say what you 
which you have to say. And, and both of these are probably present in this muddled sentence that Achimayat says, which Rashi is going to try to make some sense of. But um, it may simply be that he's just talking nonsense. Um, but it, it, no, it's not, not completely nonsense because what he does do is put on the put the blame onto the cushion as you'll see. Let's just translate it first and see how how crazy it is. I saw the great confusion or the great army could be one or the other. Lishloyach to send as the servant of the king Yoav. I mean that could mean Yoav sent. He's a servant. Could mean somebody else. And your servant, Velo Yodati more, and I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean? Get out of it. <laughs> it could be, he just sort of mumbling, like politicians, we don't know what they just sort of talk a certain amount, and they hope that you realise that they haven't answered, you don't realise they haven't answered the question. And it may be that's, Rashi tries to make a bit more, make some sense of it. Um, let's just go back to the previous Rashi's. So what? I don't get reward. the Kodim Yoskushi, he became in front. Well, you see how many goggles. Sorry. This is Targum. The Kodim, he became first before Yaskushi. The Kushi. So what do you make the word? Rashi is explaining what the word vayava means. What is it, what is it, it's a strange expression to use when you mean overtaken. So therefore Rashi uses the Targum to tell you what it means. The Kodim came before him. Um, there are other illustrations um, um, uh, where you, you do you, you find a, a similar sense. Yava means it. Rashi describes the Targum. Well, you see how Menagodl, Haimim, the Normim Muhammad, there was a whole confusion you know, he's trying to say, oh, it was a confusion there, it was a, uh, uh, after the battle. The Shloyach is Evid Hamelech Yoyovis Avdecho. How is Emikumasuvis? To make sense of it, you have to sort of reverse it a bit. You have to read it like this. You start off with the words, Lishloyach Yoyov, Es Evid Hamelech, for Es Avdecho, mean, and that means, so, start looking at the Posuk. I saw there was a great confusion. And then it means, um, which is on this, the next, that is me. Lishloyach, what, <laughs> you can still see, you can, you can, you can see how he's organizing it, but it's, it's very strange language. It's after your servant, i.e. me, Hamelech, um, um, Yoyov, Yoyov, Lishloyach sent the Eved Hamelech, another somebody else, namely the Kushi. I don't know what happened. So he's actually telling a lie. Well, he's saying, I don't know, I don't know what happened to Avshalom. There was a whole confusion, whatever, but there's no problem. The, 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 the real, the real messenger 
is coming. I just wanted to give you the news about the uh, war. So the king said, well, in which case, uh, move away, stand over there. And he turned and he stood. So they would wait until the cushy came. The Hinea Kushi bore the Kushi came by Yema Kushi Yisbasa Adenia Melech. I want to give news to the king. Kishoftcha Shem Hayem, Yad Kolakom Yolecho. God has judged you correctly against all of those who, who, uh, who fought against you. Meaning, in other words, we won the war. By Yema Melech El Akushi Hasholaim Lana Lavshlam. This time he says, question, questionly, is there what happened to the sort of Nafshon? Now this Kushi didn't he's not prepared to mint to uh, to, to hold back to hold it back. He he's gonna adopt the same approach that Yoyo did. What the blooming heck? Who cares about this Russia or the son of yours? Now Yoimal Kushi, you cannot let the other and any other enemies of the of the king have the same fate as was happened to your to that boy. The and anyone else who comes up against you should have the equal evil. In other words, he's dead. And let, any, and let anybody else have it as well. Right? So he told him Rachel Bitskaktana. By Yirgaz Hamelech now Regez here does not necessarily mean a temper, but like Baregez Regis can also mean when you're worked up about something, when you're scared. Um, we find other rigzu and val techetol, and it does not mean uh, it does not mean uh, get into a temper. Rigzu val techetol means um, means um, be scrambling, yeah, mm. be afraid. Anyway, he got into a state. It means an emotional state. and he realised that he was going to cry, and he didn't want to show that he was going to cry in front of everybody else. So what he did, Vayal El Aliyah's Hasha, he went up to the building which was on top of the gate. As I suggested to you, you would have a watchtower on top of the gate, which would come, which would be supported by the both sides, and that would be the way the watchman would, would normally stay, unless he went on top of the gag, on top of it. So he went into that room, which would, where he'd be, nobody else would be able to see him. Vayevk and he cried, that is he cried there he held himself back until he got there but as he was going he said B'ni Avshalom, my son Avshalom B'ni, B'ni Avshalom my son, my son Avshalom if only I had died instead of you Avshalom B'ni, B'ni this expression B'ni, B'ni is rather like may I, may I Solus repeats it over so he's repeating, Bene, Bene, my son, my son. <clears throat> so let's, um, for you go to Yoyov, and he was told over to Yoyov, he may have The king is crying, obviously he wasn't successful in hiding it from everybody. For his Abel, and his mourning, Alafshul. And the effect of that was devastating to the to his army. And you can imagine. I mean, this is people who've gone 
they're not they risk their lives they're, they're not fighting as I've pointed out before, before this is not a war of self-defense it's not a war of our country against another country it's not a war for our religion it's, I mean it's they they were prepared to risk their lives for David and he's worried about this and of course Avshalom wanted to kill all of them I mean he was a man afterwards leading the army against them so they'd all put themselves at risk to kill this blighter and then the king's worrying about the, this blighter and all the people found that their great feelings we won the battle we won we won and the battle if you remember Yoav actually had blown the shofar straight away because once Armstrong was dead that's it the whole civil war he knew was finished and he didn't want to kill Yidin unnecessarily the war was finished but nevertheless everybody now became an evil the king is, 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 is in depression about his son and that got them it could be to a certain degree they also had sympathy but it would also be a certain degree of being let down they, they deserve to have their victory march you know, <laughs> the ones who win, win any sort of sport they deserve their they've won, they've won the battle they've risked their lives they came into the town like Ganovim. They instead of sneaked in, instead of holding us, you know, coming in with all their, you know, with the gun, with their, now they shall be with their thing, thing up, they know their, spears high, and marching in or whatever, you know, everybody's cheering. It was sort of, you know, as if they were, had lost the battle, they just came in in a downbeat. Hmm. It was as Zoivi that they had lost the battle, the way they sort of crept in. And the king covered over his face. That is, he didn't want people to actually see him crying, you know, he was clearly crying, and he covered over. Before he said he was crying, but now, now apparently other people were seeing him. People came in. Well, did that be, if you remember, for the for the child that died, he was only crying before the child did die. Then he wanted to dove and show show uh, to persuade the Abishter to leave, let him live. Once already he's dead, that's the baby. He didn't care at all. He said, "What's the point? You can't bring him back." He didn't adopt the same approach when he's, he had his son, his oldest son, um, killed, because that was. Um, was the oldest Amna when Amna was killed then he obviously mourned it but there is a difference for the baby who died in the, and, the, and the son of say, say 30 who's died but uh, now he is completely in a state uh, you know it's, it's, it's interesting this is one of the halachas of Avelis you're supposed to cover over your face and interestingly enough we don't do it quite <laughs> I'll tell you about mirrors. Mirrors are different, and if you really want to know about mirrors, I'll tell you when we can. About about covering up mirrors. Mirrors. Sorry, it's worse than that. But I'll tell you. We'll leave it to us. So um, the um, so the answer, yeah, it's a halach. We're supposed to. It's one. It's remarkable how in Hilchas Avedos, so many things which are not mentioned in the Gemara have become almost accepted that we have to do it. And on the other hand, a lot of things the other way around, which, in the, which the Gemara says, 
we, we don't do it. One of them is it. to cover over our face. The other supposed to cover. The shach says that an overly should wear a hat, which you keep low down. We don't do that either. So, uh, so anyway, the mice that he did cover, so that he was a sorry. Sort of a crisis. Yeah, all these things. Yes. So um, <coughs> well, that this topic was getting a bit inebriation. There was too much drunkenness happening. So that would have a logic to it, but other things which we which we don't do is anyway, so he covered up his face. So he either did so nobody could see him crying, or out of Avelus by Yuzak Amela Kogonis crying out in a loud voice, Beni, Avshalom, Avshalom, Beni, Beni. Now three times we have Beni in this Posuk, and in the previous Posuk he had one, two, three, four it, one, two, three or five, so five and three is eight, and therefore Rashi says Bini Bini Shmaina Paami Mamu Rabasaino Shiva the Aska Mishiva Madui Gehinam the Khad the Asyala Almadosi. Now this is a Khazal I I can't it's a Khazal, it's a well known Khazal, I don't understand it at all. Why so but what what they said is that when David each time he called out Bini he managed to get his son up from the seventh, which seems to be the worst level of Gehinnom, and got him out of Gehinnom and got him at least into the lowest level of Ghanaian. I'll tell you why I don't understand it at all, because there's a principle which we have that, which is, which is on a posuk, which says, um, Borch the Yaakov, Ashepodos Avor. And the unfortunately explained every time a person does a mitzvah, part of that is attributed to his father, his grandparents, father, mother, grandparents, great grandparents, who after all created him. Without them, he wouldn't be created. They chose to have children. They could have, they could have been like the guy who was saying, you know, we, we want to look after our financial position. We can't have more than two children, which the government is now here. Yeah. And nevertheless, they carried on having more children. They created them anyway. And in any event, then they would have also been madriach for them on the day of Hatova. So the, the actions of the child has a shaykhus to the, 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 to the Zayda, to the Alta Zayda. And even if the child didn't specifically say, I'm doing this for the sake of my father, Kavachayme, if they give stocker and say, or whatever, so do I miss, Allah Mishnayas, for the Zayda of my father on his yacht side, or say Kaddish for of course then he's, this is he's a goyim. The father is, is at least the goyim of the of the actions of a son. So in fact, in one Indian, we even say that the action of Yaakov, we're going to <coughs> an action of Yaakov saved Avram. Something Avram had done, done, done properly, and, and Yaakov was masakin. But you can't get a father, as the Gemara says, clear. A father can't be masakin a child. I mean, if you've got a tzaddik of a father, the edikul is a rosha. Does it help that the father, the zayin, does more mitzvahs? Doesn't help. He didn't create the the, the the grandfather created the grandson, not the grandson of it. So therefore, I don't see how David was. Maybe it's but but filler. We have to say he was misspelled. It could also be again. I'll be much in a bit that he was accepting that it was his all his fault. I mean, if he had not sinned with Bathsheba, none of this would have happened, including Amnon, including the rape of Toma including this great civil war after that's what the Nosson and Ovia told him I will bring up against you an enemy from your from your family therefore he was almost predestined as it were 
which means that Rav Shalom was given the opportunity to sin. So he was feeling, he was feeling, I am guilty. Ich bin schuldig. I created a situation which was going to lead him. Lead him. It's, it's my fault. It's my fault, Rebbein Shalom. Maybe the combination of a tefillah of David and my fault, but I'm surprised that I can get somebody out of the seventh level of Gehinnom all the way to Ganeid. And it sounds a bit, a bit surprising. I mean, soft, course, soft. He did have Bechira. He knew that he was, he was, he was rebelling against his father for, for his own cover to be, to make himself king. I mean, he, you know, he knew he was creating a civil war. You know, I, uh, uh, but as I state, so what happens next? This is an interesting, an interesting thing. We're going to see Yoyov has no, although he's a nephew, yeah? But he's been with David now for many years. He's prepared to tell to Hakim Aran in Chanigaran. What was the expression? What's the huge expression? Yeah. Hakim Chanigaran. Ah, he's prepared to tell him off. Of course, we even found him earlier prepared to tell him off in relation to Avner when he thought that, uh, that Avner had pulled the wool over his, of David's eyes. But here he's giving him a direct criticism. He's telling him, you are misbehaving and stop it. He comes into the house. You have disgraced today. Your servants who risk their lives for you, for you, today, and you have embarrassed them. And what about your sons and your daughters? What sort of a father have they got? They feel embarrassed to have a father like that who's only worried about this wash of a son and not the people who try to save his life. And what about your, your, your Pelagshim who've been raped, who, who feel, and what do they feel about all this? And, and your wives who had to run away with you. You love your enemies. And you hate the people who care for you. What sort of a person are you? You love your enemies and you hate the people who, who love you. You have effectively said today, It's as if you, that, you, that all of us don't count. We're insignificant to you. It doesn't matter. I know. Now I know. If all of us were dead, and your Heilige son, Avshalom, was alive, Oz Yoshua, you'd be a happy man. You'd be a happy man if all of us were dead, and your son was alive. Yes, that's what far. No, that's what he's saying. You see, you're, all you're doing is crying over your son, and not worrying about all these people who've risked their lives. The Atar, and now, come, get up. This, this is imperative. Yeah. He's turning to his, the king, come, get up, say, go out. Because he was in the, inter, the, inter, the inside the room. For Daber, Aleva will now speak to your servants and speak to their heart. It means, Keep Hashem Nishbati. I'm swearing by God. In Einach say, if you don't go out, I swear Im means here not. They will not. They will not. Im terms means not. Ish There'll be nobody left by the time it comes tonight. Everybody will desert you. Because they'll say, what a coffee toy this David is. There'll be nobody left 
tonight. They were all, everybody's going to go back home, and that's the end of the Malchus based Tovid, because there won't, there won't be any, you can't have a Malchus with nobody there, as Shaul originally, his original position, if you remember. So this will be worse to you. It will be the worst than any other evil that's happened to you. That is where your whole malchus terminates. Put himself together. Put yourself together. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens? He accepted. He took. He took it. He was prepared to listen. He got up. And he went back and he sat in the by the gate. And all the people were told, The king's come back. That is, obviously, you know, of course, he is his son. He lost his son, and perhaps he was his, you know, his fourth bashana. They might have said to him to themselves, but he's got over it. He's got over it at least. And everybody came to the Melech and they all said, and gave him a goose or whatever, and he, and he, uh, thanked everybody for fighting for him, etc. For Yisrael Nosh Ish, the end of test. The Yisrael Nosh Ish, the Olov, and whereas the, uh, Avshalom's army, which was the, that of the whole of Yisrael, they ran away. So they didn't back. just say, did not deserve to it after all. No, they did not, no. Because he came down, he came out of his room, and he sat in a shower and they came to him and he uh, thanked them and he fought for him. Let's do Rashi. That is Ponov, Kolich Yosapoyi, Mishpat Ravelim, Makavelim do. That Kamoi Vayolet Ponov Badate, he covered his face with his um, robe. Hina he Luto Bismarck. Means im. If you don't go out, the Yisrael the people with Avshalom, they all, they all uh, ran away. Okay, so that's a good place to to stop. It's quite a lot today.